What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Where Are They Going podcast, episode 14. I'm with a special guest, Autumn Smith. Autumn, say hi. Hi. So, first question I'm going to ask you, Autumn, is something basic. How's your day going? It's, uh, it's going. It's been a, it's been a full day. Yeah, we just selected a couple classes, so yeah, that was pretty stressful. Um, so, you play rugby now, and for, just as a foreshadow for the rest of the episode, um, you've done a lot of different sports. I did my homework on Autumn, so don't worry. <laughs> Um, not a lot of people follow rugby. I think I can say that and not get beat up by a couple of rugby players. I don't um, know, man. Better be careful. Can you give me like a little breakdown of rugby for somebody who has never like seen it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to try my best because, you know, I'm new, so I'm still learning. But basically, it's a mixture um, between football and soccer, I think is one of the best ways to describe it. Um, it's a very team-oriented sport. Everybody's welcome because there's different positions that rely on you being a specific like size or with a skill level um and basically we have forwards which travel in like groups little pods and they do a lot of the tackling and a lot of like the brute force kind of just pushing forwards and then the backs do a lot of the passing um skills but all specific techniques are required at all tackling is required for everyone um and it basically runs like football plays but with a couple different things added onto it. So you play rugby now, but I know that you started off doing a bunch of different other things. Can you just talk to me a little bit about like your starting out in sports and like what made you pick all the things that you picked? Yeah, um, I'll try to dwindle the list down a little bit because I know if I say everything, I'll be here forever. Um, but basically, I started doing sports when I was about three. I started dancing. Um and I just love trying new things. I've done gymnastics in my career, I've done soccer, um, and I just, I loved doing um, different ones, like swimming is very team-oriented, but it's non-contact, and I loved doing soccer because it was contactual, but also a team sport as well. Um, I started doing rifle at a pretty young age, um, because it was in my family, and it's extremely team and self-oriented, and I just think that all the different types of sports and their categories has been extremely interesting and has been a factor of me as a well-rounded person. Can you like put a little bit of a timeline on all of those events that you just said? Yeah, absolutely. I started dancing when I was really young. Um, I did gymnastics a little bit and then I did swim. Um, before I stopped, I started back again in high school, where I also did track and field as a thrower. Um, I started rifle in about seventh grade, um, in soccer in early elementary school before I stopped before high school. So I know it's not exactly the timeline that you probably wanted because <laughs> there's all over the place, but, um, it's there. What you said about swimming really hit me because, um, for the people that know, I went back to Frisbee this year at Southern, and um, I played it in my freshman season of high school. So when you said that you swam and then went back, it reminded me of what I did. So that's the part that really grabbed me there. And going back to rugby now, how would you say all of these sports help you as a rugby player? So specifically, I play on the back line, and one of the positions that I was um, – focused on more it's very individual but also with a team aspect 
So you have to be aware of your surroundings, but also aware of what you're doing as a person. I think that's a lot of rugby positions, actually. Um, and I think the factor of all these different ones, and, you know, my brother plays football. I have a, I'm a big football family. Um, so kind of just, like, watching all these different sports, learning all these different sports kind of helped me figure out which ones I wanted to do. Um, and I think that all the different lessons I've learned from each one have been very detrimental to me playing rugby. You are back in rugby. Mm -hmm. And I want to know a little bit about what it's like to be a back. So what are the pros and cons of being a back? <laughs> um, being a back uh, is really, really fun. I get to tackle people as well as run and get the ball. I would have to say the pros are that you get more space kind of where you get to toss the ball, whereas forwards kind of just like take it and pass it like short passes and run um so i feel like i'm not in contact as much but the cons are when i am in contact it's pretty um hard because you're running full speed at others so um, you have to focus on the field at all times because if you don't know where the ball is you don't know what's going on and i think that's just a con of being anywhere now correct me if i'm wrong but in rugby all passes are backwards right yes okay. that is a concept that's very difficult to learn at first but i promise it gets easier with time okay well, for those who don't know autumn for her to say that she likes tackling <laughs> it does not fit with her personality at all <laughs> and that's just like absolutely hilarious so all of you that previously know autumn who are watching this show are probably laughing along with me in my head um <laughs> What do you do outside of rugby? Homework. <laughs> um, no, I do. I continue my rifle. Um, it's been a really big part of my life, and I get to continue it as a junior and adult. Um, I do many clubs like Active Minds, which is a mental health club here on here on campus at SCSU. Um, you know, I also like to just do normal things like watch TV, hang out with my friends, um, exercise as well. It's just a lot of different things, you know? I think that balance is really what everybody needs as an athlete and just as a person in general. And one thing that you didn't mention that I'm going to mention to we're in the um, the Southern Honors College, which when she said homework, that completely <laughs> hit. Yeah. And uh, that's like a lot of my life right now is just homework, homework, homework. And that's why I've been off this podcast for two months. Um, now I want to get into some influences in rugby. Um, I always ask these two questions and I always say that I'm going to flip them <laughs> after I ask the first one. So, like, who is your biggest influence off the field for rugby? Off the field for rugby? Um, I'd have to say my brother. Okay. He does not play rugby, um, but he does play football. And, again, a big part of, like, my life has always been growing up with football. And seeing him progress makes me, me myself, want 
to also progress and you know keep going even when it feels difficult even when you know you got tackled to the ground um you got to keep going and watching him grow up and progress has made me want to do it as well now since your brother also plays football did he teach you any (laughs) techniques on like how to get tackled correctly um yes (laughs) because he just likes to tackle me um but yeah, speaking of which, there is very specific um, technique for rugby that you need to learn or else you'll get hurt. Um, and I know I keep saying technique, 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 but it is a really free-flowing sport, which is quite interesting and something I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. And here's where, that's, here's where that spin comes. <laughs> uh, biggest influence on the field for rugby? I like that question. You never hear that question. Um, That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> on the field, I think I'd have to say all my team, and even off the field as well. I know we're focusing on, but um, they're such a big influence. They make me want to do better. And, you know, it's hard when you're playing a game to, like, be yourself and, like, help other people. But such a big part of rugby is communication and just getting to watch them and it's making me want to do better for them because they're my team and they have so much love for one another as I do for them. And it's been very influential on in how I play. Now I'm going to go back a little bit to all of your sports as a whole. Mm-hmm. But what are some of your favorite moments slash S um, in sports? But um, Whenever I get to help someone form a new skill in a sport, especially rifle, um, and even when I played soccer, I was an older um, junior, and I get aged down a lot because I'm born later in the year, so I was one of the oldest people um, in my sections. And getting to help them learn new techniques and watch them progress and them getting excited that they're doing better than they had before, that has been one of my favorite moments. And even in something new like rugby, you know, like when I'm able to help out, it it makes me feel so happy and it makes me feel validated that yes i am i can do it i do know what i'm doing for the most part but i want to relate with what you just said um i am also in addition to doing this podcast an adult leader for my scout troop in my town and i practically between me and my hometown best friend zach zonski we practically taught the whole troop how to play ultimate frisbee Mm -hmm. and to see those kids progress from fifth and sixth graders when they learn how to play to ninth graders who are really fascinated with the game learning how to do things like forehand and what the foresight is for those who know what ultimate frisbee is and um, it's really cool to see that and just see people sharing a passion with me like that and I completely agree with you on that one Um, now I know that you play rugby which is a club sport here so I'm still interested to hear how that shaped your college decision process even though you obviously didn't get an offer for it like other division one two and three athletes get so um i honestly knew i wanted to play rugby before i came to southern um because i always saw it on the roster and i thought it was so cool and again i missed contact sports a lot so being able to go back into something that was new and interesting um and something i was missing was really helpful in my process of um learning because like Southern was honestly not my first choice. I love that I'm here now, but um, just knowing that I can try new and different things 
um, when I got here was definitely helpful in the process for me deciding. Give me a little bit more about like why you picked Southern. Yeah, um, I really liked that it was fairly close to home so that I can go home if I ever needed anything, but also have enough space to live my life and try new things. And um, as we touched upon, I am part of the Honors College, as Ben is as well. Um, and I love the aspect of getting to learn new things and having a higher education, even though sometimes it could be <laughs> very difficult. Um, and they also had a very wonderful um, sustainability program, which is what I do here at school. It's part of my major, and I really enjoyed that I can get to grow with that here as well. That's a really good answer. That's probably one of the better answers I've heard on this show. So I'm going to compliment you for that one. Thank you. Um, now, I know we've been here for, what, like a little over two months-ish. Sorry if my math is wrong. This isn't a math podcast. Um, but looking back on it now, do you think that Southern was the right choice for you, or do you feel like you need more time in order to answer that question? No, um, I think about this a lot, actually. And I mean, whether it's, you know, beneficial to me two years from now or even one year from now, I don't know. But where I am at the moment, if I picture myself anywhere else, I have a hard time because I think here was where I'm supposed to be. Um, I tend to agree with you on that one, honestly. I was choosing between a lot of local schools, <laughs> Southern, Central, and um, East Con. And I think that here is just a great choice for me. And just being in the Honors College in general, getting to learn so many different things. Like we just picked two of our main classes today for the Honors College. And I never thought that I would be able to say that next year I'm taking a class on the aesthetics of fascism. And I'm like actually kind of excited to go to the class. But... I'm taking a class on the aesthetics of fascism and I'm kind of excited to go to the class because I'm just learning something new and I'm ready for the next challenge. This is a little bit more of not a sports question, but I'm curious. What do you see yourself doing post-college? Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I get a lot of questions about what do I want to do, not where I see myself. Um, ideally, I see myself you know, continuing to learn because education has been such a big part of my life and I love learning and I, I don't ever want to stop. Um, but after I get out of college, hopefully I'm going to get my master's in something that I really enjoy um, and hopefully on the way to get a job that I also enjoy because I think that's one of the biggest parts of being able to enjoy your life. 100%. I agree with that completely about the being able to enjoy your life. The next question I'm going to ask you, I think is the most important question on the show. So I'm going to hit you with a little bit of pressure before asking you the question. Don't oh, cave no. in. Um, advice to younger rugby players, if they blend together, advice to just younger athletes. Yeah, of course. Um, rugby first. Um, please, and in general, actually. Um, please don't get discouraged. I know it is difficult learning a new sport. It's difficult when you're getting pummeled to the ground, but I promise there are so many good things about it. Like watching yourself progress, watching others progress, your team, 
the sport itself, if you truly love it, sticking with it, it might feel difficult, but it is not a challenge. And I just, I would say, try it. Try whatever sport your heart desires. If you don't like it, that's okay, you know? But trying it and finding that you love it is one of the best feelings ever. So I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you stick with it. And I promise that you will be happy with your decision. I want to do something that I haven't done on the show before, and that's add on to your answer. Whoa. I hurt my wrist three weeks ago. I went to um, an event with some friends, and I fell. You went roller skating. I did. I fell, and my entire body weight landed on my wrist. And um, as one of my teachers said when I was doing a project on Frisbee, a Frisbee player without a wrist is pretty much nothing (laughs) on the field, which is true. But don't let injuries make you quit your sport unless you really have to, unless it's like a life-changing injury like if you play if it's like a heart condition i understand quitting your sport but if it's a wrist injury don't just quit a sport because you have an injury take your take your time out with your injury and then come back like we'll all heal from injuries and that's something that i've been also thinking about lately you never have to quit your sport you can still love it you can still support other people i think that's one of the biggest part of sports is you know coming and supporting and helping teach even if you physically can't do it yourself um and that's the same like you know just persevere it's still part of you and please don't ever forget that thanks for adding that by the way i feel like that quantified what i wanted to say (laughs) um i'm gonna let you brag about yourself a little bit here (laughs) um what's your biggest like strength as a rugby player at this moment um at this moment i think it's because I am tiny and I am slightly frightened of getting tackled that I try and run fast and people don't expect it. Um, like you said before, me wanting to tackle is something that people are like, whoa, all the time. Like I get it a lot like, oh, I didn't realize you would want to play rugby. Um, I think just my stature and my personality, people wouldn't expect it. Um, and I think that's a big, big um, big benefit against the other team because then I'm able to show, you know, what I could do without people realizing it and that kind of kind of chips them up a little bit. Yeah. And now I'm going to do what I did with the on the field, off the field and spin the question here. And hopefully none of you who play Southern women's rugby are listening <laughs> to this podcast. Um, biggest weakness in your rugby game at the moment? At the moment? Um, it's probably... Like, you know, just field, like, or, like, gameplay. Like, you know, I'm still learning, um, and I know it comes with time, but at the, sometimes, like, the ball's in one place, and then it's at the other, and I'm like, oh, whoa, and, like, spatial awareness. Like, that's something that you have to learn in rugby because everyone has their spot. Again, it's a free-flowing game, but you need to pay attention to what's happening, and sometimes I'm not very good at that, and everybody can also attest to that as well. Um, but, you know... The biggest part is that you still try your best and you start to progress. And I think um, that your teammates will start to see your progression as well. And the fact that you're trying is also even better than making progress itself. That's That got really motivational at the end of it. Thank you. Um, the fact that you're trying, that's a quote that I kind of want. Like, 
on a t-shirt. The fact that you're trying is (laughs) more important than anything else. Now we get more to like the fun questions. Um, Before every game, you know, you need your nutrition. (laughs) Favorite pregame meal. Oh, um, I honestly don't like to eat a lot, a lot before games, except if it's the night before. Um, so I usually just have a little snack, you know, nice little granola bar, maybe a cup of mac and cheese. Um, one of my favorites, I think, would have to be, like, there's really tiny, like, Nutri-Grain bars, and they're, like, the kid size, but they're really, really good, because they're, like, small and packaged, and, you know, it just makes me feel good. And, um, a lot of the times before when we did this thing called Secret Psych, before our, um, away meets, where we would have a secret person and we'd get them snacks every time and at the end of the season we would reveal it and i always 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 drink iced tea before and i still do it before any game that i do i don't know why i just really love iced tea before games it's i don't know it's a part of me now well it's a good thing they have iced tea at the dining hall (laughs) (laughs) we love con i love iced tea too um i'm gonna spin this question in another direction too a lot of spinning this episode so many spinning um do you ever eat anything post game and if so, what do you like to eat post-game? So, um, we usually do stuff as a team. And we don't have, like, a specific thing that we usually do. But a lot of it centers around pizza. Just because it's, like, easy to share and easy to quickly eat. So that we can, like, enjoy each other's company and have a meal together. That's, you know, not specifically something super difficult to make. Um, yeah. Yeah. In addition, if you're ordering it, we're all college kids, and you can yeah. get good, cheap pizza. So <laughs> Yeah, it's also cheap, and which is very important when you're a college student. Trust me. <laughs> um, keeping with the pregame theme, what's your go-to pregame music? So, um, I have to be completely honest, I've played in only one official rugby game, just because I've had other conflicts before. And on the way, when we were in a van, it went from um, oldies, like 80s and 90s classic, classic rock, um, to throwbacks, like early 2000s. And, you know, I think it's a good mix because you can get those, like, motivational in there and just ones that pump you up. So it's, it's a whole different selection. Does the pregame music change with the sport? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of the time when you're, like, hyping up, like, you're doing, like, something physical, um, like rugby or soccer or swim, you know, you want to listen to something, like, that's gonna pump you up, the beat is going faster, or just something that, like, means a lot to you, and you're like, I want to play for this, whereas for rifle and other things where, like, you kind of have to, like, slow your heart rate down and make your body kind of slow down you want stuff that's like still familiar to you and not necessarily like slow but kind of more mellow that you can just keep in the back of your head um i have danced while i was um like at a competition before um and it was fun but i was like okay now i have to do what i have to do now so sometimes it can be distracting um but you know it's different things work different for everybody but for me personally i find um, that different music suits best for different sports. Dancing at a rifle competition. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> what's, 
last question for pregame. Any pregame superstitions? And this is across all sports. Okay, so for rugby specifically, um, and I think I could tell this to other people. I don't think it's like a secret thing, and if it is, I apologize. Hopefully it's not. Um, so we all have to touch the rugby ball. Um, like we all have to touch it or else we're going to lose the next day. Um, and we have to do our little chant um, while all holding the ball. And if you don't touch the ball, then again, it is an automatic loss. Um, but we've been pretty good about it. We've been pretty good about it so far. Um, and for me, myself, like just across things, um, for rifle, I have to wear fun socks each time. Don't know why. I think it just makes me feel happy and thus makes me do better. Um, but I think it just, you know, my iced tea, not eating specific things. Like when I was at soccer, I wouldn't eat much except like the Dunkin' Wake Up Rops because that's what my family would always do on soccer days. <laughs> and it was just like such a specific tradition that like I'm like that makes sense. And if I don't do it, then I feel weird and then I get stressed out and then I don't do well. And before we skip the pregame category, I think I say this a lot, but one of the answers that I got for pregame from a good friend of mine who's now at UNH, Morgan Ron, she plays field hockey. She said her pregame meal was ice cream. <laughs> and uh, I love that. although that's kind of fun, <laughs> I don't really advise it. But hey, if it works for her. No offense to your pregame meal, Morgan. Don't come after me for that one. <laughs> Rugby's obviously a physical game. Have you found a way to, like, recover from the physicality of rugby? Yeah, so um, ice and heat, ice and heat. Like, I've been lucky not to have a serious injury, fingers crossed. I hope I am not jinxing, jinxing myself. But ice and heat are extremely det detrimental. Um, also, just, like, mentally, like, allow yourself to relax. Like, I know you might be frustrated, you might be hurting, but you have to remember, like, you can't get better unless you relax and, you know, um, you're going to be stressed out and maybe not want to, like, sleep or just be stressed on how you did that day. But trust me, like, just letting yourself mentally unwind, not worrying about how good you did at the game, um, focusing on your strengths and weaknesses, how you can overcome them, yes, but make sure that you allow yourself time to do that. And I think that's one of the biggest parts because how you're doing mentally affects how you do physically. I agree with that 100%. How you're doing mentally affects how you're going to do physically. And um, last question here. I always ask this at the end of every episode. Who do you want to see on here next to be interviewed? Oh, I like that one. Um, you know, I think there's a whole array of sports that people don't think about um, in different categories. So, like, rugby isn't something that people would necessarily think about. And I would love to see, like, you know, my captains on here. Um, my roommate, Sophia, she actually does rugby as well, and she's killing it, killing it. Um, and she definitely loves it, the sport and would be so interesting to talk to because she's done a ton of things throughout her life. Um, but, you know, I have friends who do other sports like fencing and cross country and, and color guard. And I think it's, you know, those are all very exciting things that are good to mention because they each have their own um, strengths that play at life and why they're part of somebody else. And I think that's always interesting to learn about. I'll definitely take those notes for next time. Um, Autumn, thanks for coming in here today and uh, sharing your wisdom with all of us. <laughs>
And with the last little bit that I have, I just want to sit here and talk for a minute because obviously the last episode I put out on this podcast was in August and it's end of October. Um, A lot's been going on. I didn't want to put out another episode until I got into the Southern Radio Room to do this. Got into the Southern Radio Room. (laughs) Um, Shout out to Liam from WSIN Radio for looking over my application and allowing me to come in here and use this equipment. Um, I also have a lot of friends who do shows on WSIN Radio, so if you guys are interested in tuning in, WSIN 1590, a lot of different shows ranging from things about paranormal investigators to shows about believing in Christianity. So there, there's literally everything for anybody. And I want to keep this going. I have this slot Wednesday at 4 o'clock every week. And I'm only going to keep that going with support and suggestions. So I just created an Instagram for the podcast. It's at Where Are They Going Podcast. Very simple. Um, go follow that. And I'll put up a story on there with a box for you guys to respond with suggestions of people to put on. And I'd love to take a look at those and get some new people on. So anyways, that's episode 14 with Autumn Smith. Come back next week and we'll have someone else on here.